Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day and, as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a success. Well, ladies, here we are in the midst of second quarter 2022. And what a second quarter it's going to be because, of course, in the first quarter of the new year, we focused on goal setting. We focused on becoming the queen of action. We focused on all of those things that you needed to really program yourself with so that you can start seeing results. And now, here we are at the beginning of second quarter, and I just wanted to talk about second quarter uh, in and of itself and why second quarter is such a pivotal point for business women. So we're going to talk about that uh, today. Also, our theme for this month is Task Implementation 2022. Okay, so again, here we are at the culmination of knowing what it is to accomplish our goals, knowing what it is to really become the queen of action. Um, many of you have participated in uh, the I Am Worthy Challenge, and so now we are coming to the point of where the rubber hits the road, as they say. It is time to literally put up or shut up, right? It's like we have to start doing the things that matter most to us in our business. And so, again, we're going to be talking about that as we discuss for the rest of this month, Task Implementation 2022. So, again, I'm so very, very excited, and I, again, want to make sure that everyone um, you know, who is ready to make some things happen in your business. I want to make sure that you all are ready to uh, take notes because we are going to be giving out some good notes, so very, very important. Someone just texted me to let me know that the phone number in today's text reminder was incorrect. And so um, if you've shared the text with anyone uh, and you have a pen in hand, please go ahead and uh, take the correct dial-in number for the show. It's 347-637-2589. Again, 637, I'm sorry, 347-637-2589. Okay, I'm going to just repeat it one more minute after a pause that you guys get your pen for those of you that have shared the show today. Okay, here we go. 347-637-2589. Want to make sure that everyone has it, okay, and that you let people know the correct number for the show. I've also recently sent out um, a text as well for those individuals. And ladies, just make sure also that you go ahead and mark Successful Woman Radio um, in your calendar as a recurring event every Monday at 12 noon. And again, make sure you put the correct number in there, which is 347 637 
2589. That way you have the number, you know what it is, and even if there is a mishap with the text, the messages you've got coming in, you know the right number. So very, very important. Okay, we're going to go ahead and move on with the show again. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and joining me today as we look at, you know, um, Task Implementation 2022 and the importance of it. Uh, also, don't forget, if you didn't pick up a copy of Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits, uh, I think it's such an excellent book. Um, and, you know, again, I can't talk enough about how this book has actually helped me. You know, we've talked also about the power of habits and how it is habits that form your beliefs after they have been repeated a certain number of times. And so uh, this is why it's so very, very important for you to understand your subconscious mind, what happens uh, in the process of things being embedded in your subconscious mind, and why it is so very, very important for you to really learn about how you're made up, your mental chambers, what happens with the subconscious mind? Why is it absorbing things like a sponge? What is it all about? And so, again, I think that that is going to, uh, that is going to help you as well. So as we look at implementing tasks, it's so important to understand what are the makeup or what is the makeup of implementation? Why is it so important? Why is it that you must keep your mind on it more than any other time of the year? Second quarter is so pivotal uh, to accomplishing your task and making sure that you have done things. And so, again, we're going to be taking a look at that. And um, before we do, we're also going to be reading an excerpt from the book, Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits, by author Joyce Myers. And again, this book is really good because she covers 14 new behaviors that will energize your life, that will help you. And for those of you who are familiar with Joyce Meyer, you know that Joyce is a keep it real person. She tells it just like it is. She doesn't really um, put things always in a nice package. She gives it to you like you need to have it. And that's why I love her so much because um, I believe also in shooting what I, what I term as shooting straight from the hip is giving you the information that you are going to need. So very, very important. Also, I want to remind everyone um, that if you are interested in being on the Successful Woman radio show, please feel free to send me an email. You know, in the subject line, uh, just put be on the show. Um, you can send that to Trina. Let me just give you the right thing. I don't know, maybe today is a crazy, wacky day for me, but you can send it to my email, which is tnewbie at womenaboutbiz.net. Again, tnewbie at womenaboutbiz.net. We've got some great guests lined up for the show. Uh, coming up for the rest of April and May and June. And so, again, if you're interested in being on the Successful Woman Radio Show, please feel free to just uh, text me and, and let me know. We've had some powerful uh, guests on so far, and I want to make sure that those of you who are longtime listeners and you have some expertise in areas that can help our listening audience that, you know, you're not being 
um, ignored or passed over, we want to make sure that you know that you have the opportunity also to be on the show and to share your expertise, your talents, and your abilities as well. So just email me at tnudy at womenaboutbiz.net. And, of course, we'll get you scheduled um, and have a quick connection call so um, we can learn the relevancy of your topic and how it can benefit the listeners. So what I want to do right now is I'm going to go directly to the book, Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits. And I want to share with you in Chapter 4, Breaking Bad Habits, okay? The author says, I want to start this chapter by being honest. She says, breaking bad habits takes a strong commitment, an investment of time, a lot of hard work, and a willingness to be uncomfortable while you are transitioning from bondage to freedom. If you are not willing to do that, then I doubt that I can help you, she says. Breaking a bad habit can be like breaking up with a bad boyfriend who is abusing us. We know breaking up with him is the right thing to do, but we may miss him even though being with him means being hurt. We must learn to follow the wisdom of God and do what we know will be good for us in the long term and not follow the thing that makes us feel good physically or emotionally for the moment. Breaking up with bad habits is certainly not easy, but with God's help, we can do it. One of the problems, she says, we face in society today is that we have too much ease, and now we are addicted to it. We tend to want everything to be easy, but God has anointed and equipped us for hard things. We can do all things through Christ. He is indeed our strength, the truth. She says is that if a thing costs us nothing, it is rarely very valuable to us. If breaking a bad habit could take place without any commitment or effort on our part, our freedom would not even be valuable enough for us to try to keep it. There are some very specific steps I believe you should take as you work toward breaking a bad habit. First, be careful how you talk about the habit you are trying to break. From the beginning of your journey towards freedom, I am asking you not to say this is just too hard, I'm not sure, or I can, uh, I'm not sure I can do it, or the more you say it is hard, the harder it will be. Don't go out with friends and talk about how you are trying to break such and such bad habit and how hard it is. Actually, it is my opinion that you would be better off not to talk about it much at all. Keep your goal between you and God and possibly one or two other trusted friends or family members who you want to pray for, who you want to pray for you and to encourage you. I want to reemphasize, she says, this point just to make sure that you don't read over it too quickly and miss it. Make a commitment not to say, This is so hard, I am not sure I can do it. Say something that will help you, not something that will hinder you. Say, I can do this with God's help. Jesus did a hard thing by sacrificing his life for us, she says, and he didn't ever say, this is just too hard. He did it through prayer, constantly leaning on God and having a strong commitment to doing the will of God. 
he, for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, endured the cross, right? And, of course, for those of you who would like a scripture reference, it's Hebrews 12.2. As you begin your journey of breaking bad habits, keep the reward that you will receive in mind. We are motivated by reward, and God is certainly the rewarder of those who are diligent. When you are weary of doing battle with your wrong desire, think of how wonderful it will be when the bad habit is broken and a good one has taken its place. The number of bad habits we could talk about, of course, is endless. And no matter how many I mention, she says, I might miss yours. But the answer to them all is the same. Perhaps you want a quick to quit smoking cigarettes or overeating or being critical of others. You may even be dealing with a more serious addiction such as alcoholism, gambling, drug addiction, pornography, or an eating disorder. The name of the addiction is not the important thing here. The important thing is for you to know that God loves you unconditionally and Jesus came to undo the work of the devil, to set captives free, she says, and to give us a life that we can enjoy. All things are possible with God, so whether your bad habits is eating too much, sugar, or drug addiction, God is able and willing to set you free. She says, I realize that breaking a habit of drinking eight cans of soda a day is not going to be as difficult as breaking an addiction to drugs. The problems are not the same, but God is the same. And he has the strength to meet whatever your need may be. And then she goes on to talk about believe. She says, if you want to break a bad habit, you must believe that it's possible. If you try to conquer it while your thoughts and words are filled with doubt and unbelief, you are not likely to experience victory. Even if you have tried a thousand times previously and have never been successful, believe that this time will be different. And so, again, I'm going to stop right there as we have read from Chapter 4 of the book, Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits by Joyce Meyer. She is a minister of the Word and uh, such a powerful and prolific speaker. And, you know, again, I appreciate Joyce for writing this book because it is something that is really needed by women. I want to go ahead now and I want to really apply what I've just read also to business women because she applied breaking bad habits in general. But I now want to just drill down a little bit and talk about breaking bad business habits because this is something that we as business women actually deal with a lot. And I think the issue here with breaking bad business habits has a lot to do with what you have laid your business foundation on, right? You know, as many of you know, when we parallel looking at building a foundation, if a, found, if a house is built on the wrong foundation, if it's built on shaky foundation, it can crumble. It can fall, right? 
And so what we want to do as responsible businesswomen is that we certainly want to go ahead and build our business on a solid and on a strong foundation. And believe it or not, sometimes that doesn't start with some of the traditional things that we hear, such as, oh, you need to write a business plan, you need to um, invest capital in your business, you need to look at how you're doing uh, certain things. Certainly those things are important, but at the end of the day, if you have not prepped your mind, your mindset, if you have not guarded your subconscious mind, if you're not paying attention to your thoughts, your emotion, and what is embedding into your subconscious mind, then that's where the problem of building your foundation first begins. And certain issues will begin to actually creep up on you. And you have to understand this from the very, very beginning. You have to understand that you were created to be an incredible woman with full potential to do and accomplish anything that you want. You have to understand that you were already born with the powers, the talent, and the abilities to make things happen in your life. You have to understand that you were born to be a living testimony, that you can indeed be successful, that you can indeed be abundant, that you can indeed bless the lives of other people. And it's when you begin to understand all of the supernatural powers that you have within, you will then begin to recognize that you indeed are an incredible spiritual being living in a human body that has potential far beyond sometimes your own understanding. Right? And so this is why, this is why you must get to know who you are. And I always like to tell uh, businesswomen especially, listen, go pick up your copy of Joseph Murphy's book, The Power of the Subconscious Mind. This is a book that you should automatically have in your success library, right? Because it really explains how the subconscious mind works what it is all about, and how you can take advantage um, of utilizing the subconscious powers that you actually have, that you first must get a grip on it all, right? You first must understand, right? Peace, joy, and abundance comes from understanding, That's where it first starts for you. And so I'm bringing all of these things up for a very, very important reason. Here we are in second quarter of 2022. And this is a pivotal quarter because it's usually this type or this time of year that when women have not accomplished their goals starting off in first quarter, um, then they begin to procrastinate. Um, women begin to put off what they could do today, right? And then they begin to, you know, become, have feelings of anxiety, have feelings of feeling overwhelmed. And but one thing leads to another, and before you know it, third and fourth quarter will have happened, and the things that you purpose to do in your life and in your business 
have not been accomplished. And I certainly don't want that to happen for you. This is why I am all about being a coach of action. I am all about motivating you, encouraging you, telling you the truth about a lot of the things that sometimes you may not want to hear, dig into, but telling you the truth about things that you need to know, the truth about real success, the truth about what you need to do to prepare your mind for success. Ladies, this is one of the reasons why I created the I Am Worthy um, challenge, because I wanted to create something that just wasn't an everyday challenge, but I wanted to create something that indeed it was going to help you make some things happen for yourself, right? I wanted to help you to understand, even from a supernatural perspective, the power, the actual power that you have uh, in the ability to, to do things that you wouldn't even believe that you could make happen, how to manifest a lot of the things. So with that said, I want you to mark your calendar, right, because we are going to go ahead and we are going to start the challenge again. As you know, we reset the I Am Worthy Challenge every month. We're going to start the challenge again coming up. April 18th through the 22nd. Again, April 18th through the 22nd. We're actually going to reset the challenge all over again. And once more, I am going to, with honor, share with you how to manifest the things that you want in your life and your business. Now, getting back to breaking bad business habits, because I wanted to parallel what I read from Joyce Meyer's book, I wanted to say to you that oftentimes we have to watch what we say when we are trying to break business habits that are not enhancing what it is that we want. And sometimes we start off with these habits, right? We start off with procrastination. We start off with not seeking help and wanting to ask people for the things, um, help with the things that we need, right, for better understanding. We start off feeling like um, we will do things, we will be the jack of all trades, and as a result, we're basically just digging a spiraled hole for ourselves, right? You know, just drilling down um, into deeper over deeper seas of overwhelmness, and that is something that we should just really put a stop to right away as business women. So this is why it is so important for you to speak words of positivity in your life. This is why it is so important for you to prepare your mindset for greatness every single morning. Listen, you know, the world is full of negativity. You just turn the TV on, leave it on for for just a a few seconds and you're going to hear something negative. And, And that's not what you want. You want to constantly be feeding your mindset positive things. Thus, you must prepare your mindset for greatness every single day. You must be the first human being to tap into your own personal power, and that is very, very key. So as I read um, Joyce's book, Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits, and she shared with the problems that we face in society today that we have too much ease and now we are addicted to it, she's so right on that. 
even when women start businesses, they think, okay, it should all be easy. You know, people should automatically want my service and my product, and I shouldn't have to work too hard to get it. And then when we, even when we work towards attracting people to what we have and we don't get the response, we automatically start self-internalizing uh, what's going on with our own selves, like what is it about me that people don't like? Or we start internalizing, you know, maybe this wasn't the right business after all. Instead of really keeping your emotions in check and making sure that you understand that maybe I'm, I'm off with my target audience, right? Maybe maybe I'm marketing to the wrong set of people. I need to go back to the drawing board and double-check my target audience and make sure that I know exactly who my target customer or client should be. So we've got to stop, you know, um, internalizing things. We've got to stop taking things personal, and we've got to put our emotions in check, and we've really got to start understanding that the key to successful business is starting off slow and growing large, right? We don't want to start off so big and compound and compact so many tasks and so many things to do that we are all over the place. And this is something that I have been sharing with so many businesswomen lately, and I have even had to put my own self in check about this very same thing. So I need you guys to listen up, take heed to it. I need you to take notes in your in your journal because this is a, this is the issue that we deal with as women. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that we truly are naturally nurturers. We truly are multitaskers on a natural basis sometimes. But sometimes multitasking and just doing too much and thinking that we we have the answer to everything. Sometimes that is the very thing that causes us to feel overwhelmed in our own businesses. And so this second quarter is pivotal because if you don't start identifying the things that are priority in your business, if you don't start looking at and asking yourself the question, what is it that I need to do? to start seeing results, to start getting results in my business. If you don't do that, then what's going to happen a lot of the time is that you are going to find yourself procrastinating and, and going into another quarter of inactivity in your business. And, and what I want for you is to be the queen of action. What I want for you is for you to truly and fully understand how powerful and wonderful you are and how that you can do anything and everything that you want if you are willing to get yourself structured, if you are willing to practice the proper type of goal setting and start making some things happen for yourself. And I think, I think that is the key to, to seeing any type of success. I think that in and of itself is the key, is getting yourself structured, making sure that you're yet you're setting proper goals, making sure that you are not thinking that you're the only one to do whatever task it is that you have in mind. I think that's what's very, very important. The time you start feeling like you're, you're supposed to do everything, that is the time that you're going to start experiencing the feeling of overwhelm and the feeling of procrastination, and it's going to start setting in and hitting you hard. And so that is why I'm always 
talking about these very, very issues. Um, so today as we talk about past implementation, um, I want you to ask yourself one important question, and that question is, am I actually seeing results in my business for 2022 thus far, right? Have I actually gone back and evaluated the fruits of my labor? What is the fruits of your labor? It's money. How much money did I make in January? How much money did I make in February? How much in March, right? You need to know this, right, because that represents the fruit of your labor. If the money representation is not there, it's letting you know that there's something wrong with your marketing, that you didn't attract a certain number of people, or maybe you never even got your strategic plan started for 2022. And so, again, as your coach, I'm not here to judge you. And I want you guys to know this is a judge-free zone here, right? But what I am here to do is to remind you of the things that you need to be doing for business success. Very, very important. It's 928 after the hour. I'm here in California, by the way, and it is 1228 for those of you who are on the East Coast, and I am just so excited to be here with you this morning. I also want to give a big apology because um, I had to play a recording for you ladies on last Monday because I had guests in town and I had so much going on, and I just wasn't able to do the show live. Unfortunately, um, as as I was playing the recording and preparing to travel out of town, a lot of people may have heard some of my conversation. Nothing bad, of course, but I want to apologize for the disruption of that because I was thinking that when you record and play a recording, that individuals cannot hear any of the conversation going on in the background, right? Well, that's not true. Yes, people can hear your voice and hear you talking. So for those of you that may have heard some noise or heard conversation, you know, forgive me, forgive me. I did not have my mic or my um, computer system in mute, and so therefore it was recording that conversation or bits and pieces of conversation as well. So we had to literally just take that show down altogether um, of that particular recording, um, but I want to apologize to those of you who heard, heard a lot of muffled noise uh, just the same, but I also want to Thanks. The number of people who text me and say, hey, sis, I heard conversation going on behind the the scenes, and I want to thank all of those people who, you know, are always so in tune to what's going on on the show. You're always letting me know things. You always have my back. Love you, love you so much um, for doing that. Continue to do it um, and continue to support me in that way. I thank you, thank you so much. I want to go ahead and go into the five questions of leadership because this has a lot to do with what we're going to be talking about all this month, Task Implementation 2022. Here's the five questions of leadership for those of you who are new to these questions. As you know, every year I come up with about five questions that you can ask yourself, and then I repeat them every week so that they get embedded into your subconscious mind, right? 
And so that's the same um, that we're doing this year. These are five new questions of leadership. And question number one is, what's your functionality today? Are you a procrastinator or an action taker? You know, put, get yourself in check. Ask yourself that question. You know, number two, are you on target with your sales and your profit goals this week or month? It's important to stay on top of that. And hopefully you all know what your sales goals are. You are doing your bookkeeping properly and you know um, what your goals should be. If not, you got to get yourself back to the drawing board and figure that out. Number three, what offers do you need to create to reach your sales goals, right? What offers do you need to have? Um, are you building your list? Very important. I'm going to talk about that in just a few minutes. Are you building your list? Number four, is your marketing strategy in place? Social media, advertisement, email sequences, and videos. These are four core areas in building out your marketing strategy that you should be looking at these four core areas and knowing how you're going to put them into action for your particular industry. And then number five, on a scale of one to ten, what's your belief level? This is a powerful question because this this question demands that we are honest with ourselves, right? This question demands that. And if we're not honest with ourselves, this is where we really have issues. This is where if we're not willing to dig in, in beneath the surface of our lives and look at asking ourselves, do I really believe that I can be successful in my business? Do I, do I really believe that I have the capability of being a leader and delegating tasks and different things to individuals so that I can start seeing results in my business? Do I really believe that? And so I want you guys to remember that your belief level, you see, nobody has to judge you. Again, here at Successful Woman Radio, you're in a judge-free zone, right? But I want you to remember that your belief level is tied directly to your actions. If you're taking action, you should see goals being accomplished to do items being marked complete on your checklist. Those things you should automatically see. And when you don't see those things happening, when you're not taking the right types of action or when action is not even being taken, then what you should know is that your belief level is low. Because when your belief level is high, it gets you excited. It makes you excited about doing things. Why? Because you believe, right? And when you believe, you're going to take action. And action, my friends, is the conviction of all belief. That is your proof of your very own belief. So when you answer this question, which, again, is on a scale of 1 to 10, what's your belief level? This question is not designed for you to feel bad about your belief level. This question is designed to allow you to be able to measure where you are so that you can improve the level of where you are. If you're at a 5, a 4, or a 3, then you know you have some work to do on yourself in increasing your belief action, and all you have to do is 
make a pact with yourself, a commitment that regardless of how you're feeling, regardless of whether you're feeling lethargic, no energy, you're not, you're feeling overwhelmed or you just feel like procrastinating and doing nothing, regardless of all of those feelings that you make a pact and a commitment to yourself that you are going to take swift and immediate action on your dreams, on your goals, and the things that you have purposed in your life and for yourself. That's all that question is helping you to do, okay? So there you have it, five new questions of leadership. Ask these questions of yourself as often as you need to, to put yourself in check of what you need to be doing as a responsible leader and business owner. For those of you that are new to the show, I want to thank you for joining the Successful Woman Radio Show and let you know that we are all about you, the businesswoman. Our whole goal here is to motivate, encourage, and inspire you to create a life and a business generating the income that you desire. Ladies, please make sure that you mark your calendar on recurring for every Monday at 12 noon Eastern time and be empowered with information that you will be able to put to use right away every day in your life and in your business. If you'd like to hear previous broadcasts of the show, then simply go to SuccessfulWomanRadio.com. Again, go to SuccessfulWomanRadio.com, and, of course, it will take you to the page on our main website, WomenAboutBiz.net, where you can listen to previously broadcasted shows. So glad that you all are here with me today, and what I want to do is I want to go right into our topic, Task Implementation 2022, and I want to start with defining what implementation is, right? So implementation is the process of putting a decision or plan in effect. Again, implementation is the process of putting a decision or a plan into effect, or it is executing a plan or a decision, right? So the whole process of action is described as implementation. When you're implementing, you're taking swift and immediate action. You're making some things happen for yourself in your business. So what I want to talk about is five parts of implementation, okay? Um, The first part of implementation is laying the foundation. You've got to make sure, first of all, that you have built your business on a solid foundation, and you have prepared your business to start implementing whatever it is that you purpose, right? So the first thing that you have to do in your business to implement anything, you have to have clarity on the direction of where you're going. Without clarity, you don't know. Now, what gives us clarity? You got it. Vision gives us clarity. Vision in business is what is it that you want to experience within a specific amount of time? What is that? When you understand what that is, when you understand what that is, then you're going to be able to put it into action. So clarity is the first thing that you need to have. You need to lay out your vision. It never changes. It's always going to be the same. 
the next thing that you need to understand and laying the foundation of your of what is, of your purpose of what it is that you want to do is once you have clarity, you have vision, and then you want to set goals with an S, right? Because I really don't know anybody's vision where they just have one goal. Usually it's going to be a group of goals that you have to have. So you definitely want to make sure that you identify the goals with an S that are supporting every experience that you want to have within your business, right? And after goals, you want to set deadlines, right? These are all laying the foundation for you to start taking some type of action. So for every goal that you set with your business, there needs to be a deadline of when you want to see it completed, right? And then when you have deadlines, it is your responsibility to make sure that you are sticking within that deadline. So one of the things that I think is important is don't keep pushing your deadlines from one date to the next. Try to hold yourself accountable. Try to get yourself to stick to a hard deadline so that you will move faster. Because when you get yourself moving your deadlines from one week to the next or from one month to the next, what happens is that you got it, you build a habit, that is taken away from what it is that you want to do. Absolutely. It's another poor habit that you start developing. And what happens is that once you start pushing the deadlines, every time you turn around, you're in your calendar changing the deadlines for things that you have purposed for yourself. You do it often enough, your subconscious mind is going to pick up that this is a belief that you have that you should do it. And the next thing you know is that you've gotten a habit built within yourself that has automated. It means that this means that you don't even have to think about it. It's automated. So it's one of those things where you don't understand why you do the things you do. A lot of times it's because it's automated. It's already automated. So no, you don't even have to think about it. That's why you don't understand it. So when you push deadlines from one date to the other or you keep putting off stuff over and over and over again, you are repeating the habit. And when habits are repeated long enough, they become automated. And when automation occurs, a belief has been established, thereby giving you a positive or a negative result, right? So you really want to be aware of this. So once you set your deadline, stick to the deadline if at all possible. This is not to say that you can't change your deadline, but you want to do it far and few between. You definitely don't want to do it to the point to where your subconscious mind is picking up a habit of always never sticking to your guns with things, right? You're always changing. You're always never doing that which you say you purpose to do. You don't want to, you don't want to get to that point, Okay. So deadlines are very important for that very reason, because they help us to measure our ability to take action. Now, once you set those deadlines, you're moving right on now to developing your tasks. Tasks support goals and goals support vision, right? So once you've had goals, you set your deadlines of when you want to see the goal accomplished. Now for each goal that you have listed, 
whether it's pertaining to a project or, or something else that you're doing, you always have to then go ahead and list tasks or better known as to-do items to help you start taking action on what it is. But again, I want to remind you, ladies, that it just doesn't stop there because there are two things that have to occur with tasks in order for them to be put into action. You have to decide on whether you want to delegate or keep. Right? And so this is where a lot of business women have an issue because they don't, the task can cause you to procrastinate because you're not quite sure what you should do with it all the time because there may be some, some challenge, some solution you've got to figure out. And this is why you have to slow down enough in the task to ask yourself, do I want to delegate or do I want to keep it? You know, is there a challenge to um, accomplishing this task? Because if you don't ask yourself that question and you put it on your calendar, this is what can cause you to move it from one calendar slot to the next because you're not quite sure how to overcome the challenge. And this is very key. I find time and time again that this is the point to where most women have an issue with getting things done in their business. And we've got to break this, we've got to break this habit. We've got to break it. We've got to follow the blueprint, right? First you have clarity, which is your vision. What is it that you want to experience in your business within a given time frame, right? And, of course, you can have more than one vision. You, you want to have more than one experience, right? Exactly. And then once you have whatever that experience is, once you're clear on that, then you have to set goals to it in order for that experience to happen. And, again, you all know, those of you who are long-time listeners, you all know that it is once you write the goals down, it begins the point of manifestation. This is the power that you have to make things happen. This is why the deadlines are so important, because you want to see things happen sooner than later. So you must set the deadlines. And then after the deadline comes the task. We all need to be aware of that this is where most women have an issue. And then within the task, we need to slow it down enough to say, is there a challenge to accomplishing this task? If so, before I place it in my planner, let me make sure that I have overcome the, the problem. Let me make sure I have discovered or found the solution. And, ladies, this is where you should be calling me. This is where you should be scheduling a consultation. This is where you should be scheduling a power talk if you've not had one with me before. Sometimes as women, we have this thing of, of thinking that we're supposed to be perfect, everything's supposed to be perfect before we actually go to the person who's supposed to help us with that very thing. we got to get out of that, right? And then, of course, within tasks, after you identify a challenge and overcome the challenge with a solution, then you decide whether you're going to delegate it to someone else or keep it and do it yourself. And that's another I would say kink in the road sometimes for us as women. We start thinking, oh, it's simple, I can do it. But I want to remind you, sometimes it's the most simple things that become the most complex when we are doing things in our business. Why is that? Because we most of the time should be in the CEO role. We should be in the visionary role and not always in the labor role. Very, very important. So as we discuss five parts of implementation today, you need to know number one is laying the foundation, and within the foundation goes clarity, 
goals, deadlines, and tasks. Very, very important. Don't get it twisted. This is exactly what's going to help you to get things together to start implementing and moving. And here's the other thing. You know, I've had I've had some business women to get cocky with me and, and become smart at us and say, oh, I know that. I know to set goals. Can you tell me something that I don't know? I'm paying you to tell me something that, that I don't know. And it's like, okay, well, have you accomplished the goals that you set? Oh, you, don't worry about that. I'll get that done. I need to know how to do this or that. It's like, no, you don't understand. This is where the secret is. This is where the problem is. You've got to understand and know that the secret to being successful is in laying the right foundation. And if you're unwilling to slow it down and back it up and do it right, Instead of being cocky with me or being a smart aleck about you know how to go set, instead of puffing up with all of that, girl, let's just get real, okay? Let's just get real and, and, and let's just look at how are you setting your goals. And you ladies who know me know I'm going to go there, right? I'm going to keep it real with you. Oh, yeah, because, again, I know all too well that it is the most simple of things that become the most complex. And so while I'm mentioning words to you that you may have heard over and over again at the end of the day, what did I tell you in the beginning? You know, if the money is not there, if the fruit of your labor is not being revealed to you, which is indeed money, moolah, cash, the bag, whatever you want to term it, right? If it's not there, then honey, you've got to put your big girl panties on and admit that you may not know what you're doing. And it, no matter um, how much you have heard the words goal setting, no matter how much you've heard the word uh, task and deadlines and all those different things, apparently it's not working for you because the fruit of your labor is not there, okay? Can I get an amen on that? I have to tell my own self that, ladies, so I'm not telling you something that I haven't been able uh, or been, been willing to do my own self. I had to break down all of the cockiness that I had. I had to break down the shield of protection um, that I had up that was not even really the right shield, right? I had to break through all of that to get to where I am today. And so I'm letting you know that sometimes the diamonds really are right there in your own backyard. And even though somebody may mention to you something that's simplistic in nature that you've got to do, and then you go, oh, shoot, I thought that I was going to hear something else. I already know how to do that. Well, do you know how to do it? Why aren't you getting results? Goal setting is the point of manifestation. Why aren't you manifesting your, your dreams and your goals, your purpose? Why don't you have fruit to show for all of the labor that you have been doing? What's the problem then? So that is why you have got to listen, listen intently and understand and know that what I'm giving you is a blueprint to your success, Right? So as we move on from number one, laying the foundation, we're going to move on with number two in the five parts of implementation. Number two is something that's very, very important to me because um, it was something that I was being very hard-headed on, okay? And so number two in the five parts of implementation is that I needed to make sure that I was clear on how to set my calendar. 
okay? I had to make sure I knew how to set my calendar. And this is one thing that I think a lot of people have problems with. But when you're implementing, one of the biggest things that's necessary is follow-up. But you can't follow up on what you don't know what you don't have scheduled in your calendar to follow up on. So one of the things you need to understand that in your calendar, the first thing is that you really need to have one master calendar only, okay? And I know you can have more than one calendar. You know, you've got the kids' activities calendar. You've got, you know, uh, family appointments. You have a lot of different things such as that. Then you have your business calendar, right? But all of those calendars should be filtering into one calendar. I'm telling you right now, if you've got a paper calendar on your refrigerator for activities for the kids, then you've got a calendar that you keep in your purse for your business, and then you have yet again another calendar, but none of them are filtering into a master calendar, this is where the problem begins. So here's two things that's very key. Listen up. If you are a paper person, meaning that you still like to write on a paper calendar, then you need to only have one calendar period, okay? That's just kind of the way it is. One calendar, one calendar that, that reveals to you activities that the kids are in, one calendar that reveals to you personal and family appointments, and then um, only one calendar. Only one calendar is also going to include your business tasks, your, your appointments, your activities, all of that is in one calendar, okay? And what you may want to do is you may want to color code your different appointments to signify uh, when something is business, when it's personal, or when it's for the kids, okay? You may want to create a color code system just for that. But it's very important that you understand that you shouldn't have a paper calendar on your refrigerator or in your kitchen for the kids' activities and then a, a calendar somewhere else. Why? It's because something is always going to fall through the cracks. You're always going to forget something, right? Or one calendar is going to take priority over the other. And this oftentimes causes you not to be able to implement the very things in business that are important to you. So get clear on how to set your calendar, okay? Very, very important. After you have created one master calendar, there's nothing wrong with you, for example, on an electronic basis. I don't think it works on paper as much unless you have maybe like a planning calendar that you're using and then you're going to transfer over important dates and things like that. But if you are using Google Calendar, Google allows you to have sub-calendars that can all pour into one master calendar. That helps, Right. Um, and you can use those sub-calendars as planning calendars only, not as your master calendar, but then they're all going to pour into your master calendar so that, you can, uh, so that you can properly schedule the things that you need to schedule, okay? So number one was laying the foundation. Number two was getting clear on how to set your calendar, okay? One of the other things that I think is very, very key in setting your calendar is to make sure that you have the proper spacers, right? Um, and here's what spacers are. Spacers are time frames that need to be scheduled prior to an activity or an event uh, because, something has, because something has to happen in order for that event or that activity to take place. So here's an example. If I have a client appointment, I might schedule a, a prep spacer, P-R-E-P, 
I may schedule a prep space of 30 to 45 minutes prior to that client consultation because I need to prepare for that consultation. I need to read my notes from the previous sessions. I need to understand. I need to know, right? I need to figure that out. However, what's very important for you to know is that if you don't have that spacer there, it's going to um, look or appear as though there's a free time for you to put something else there, and therefore you will have backed yourself up into a corner because you're not as prepared. Here's another kind of spacer. What about vacation spacers, right? If you're taking vacation, you need to make sure that you have put the right amounts of time in your calendar so that nothing else is going in there. Because trust me, if you're not preparing, if you're not prepared to work on your vacation and yet you find yourself having to do so you, because you backed yourself up in a corner and didn't properly add the right spacers in there, then that's not, you're going to have a miserable time. So you need to be aware of that. Here's another spacer that's really something that gets a lot of people, travel spacers, right? Travel prep. I often, if I have to go outside of my office to um, have an appointment, not only do I need to schedule the time for that actual appointment, but I've got to schedule the travel time before I get there to the appointment, and I've got to schedule travel time after I leave the appointment. So oftentimes, a lot of people think, oh, okay, I've got a one-hour appointment to go meet with this person or to have this meeting, but I'm going to let you guys now know now, on average, a one-hour appointment turns into three hours. Why? Because depending on the area that you've got to travel to, you've got to schedule a 30-minute to one-hour travel trip prior to the appointment, and then you've got to schedule a 30-minute to one-hour travel trip after the appointment to get back to your home office or wherever you're going right? So this, my friends, you have to be very careful of. You have to have spacers, so very important. You have to have spacers in your calendar, right? Because if you don't, you begin to set yourself up and you're not able to implement, take action and carry through whatever it is that you're trying to do, okay? And I think this is very key for you to understand just how important getting clear on setting your calendar really is. So you've got to do whatever you've got to do. You've got to, you know, get some colors to represent certain things in your calendar. If you're on a paper calendar, get some yellow markers, some pink markers, blue markers, whatever you need to do to segment and separate different kinds of appointments so that you understand and that you know. The other thing I want to remind you about on your calendar as well, normally all of my client appointments Anything that represents money for me is going to be green in my calendar, okay? That's telling me that if I see a sea of green in my calendar, all is well with the world. Why? Because I know that I have focused and prioritized on the things that matter most in my business, which is making money, because money is the fruit of my labor, Right? Very, very key. But if I have another color other than green in my calendar, then I know that, that I am off beat and off of the pulse beat with what it is that I should be doing, and I've got to go back and I take a look, take a look at it. So that leads me to this. Every Sunday evening, right, 
every Sunday evening, you've got to start checking your calendar. The first thing you should ask yourself before you go to your calendar is, what goals am I trying to accomplish by the end of the week, by Friday? What is it? What's most important? Or what goals should I be working on with my activity, right? Then you back up to where you are on that Sunday evening and you go and you look at your calendar for the week to make sure that the activities listed there are contributing to that goal. Can't talk about that enough. That's so very, very important, right? So, again, don't forget, every Sunday evening um, you should be doing that. And then part number three of, of implementation, which is so very, very key, is that you've got to get clear on your marketing, okay? Because a lot of the times when you're trying to implement your marketing strategies, when you're trying to get customers, when you are trying to attract people to what you have, you've got to make sure that your marketing is put together. And the first part of marketing is knowing your target customer or client. You've got to know who your target customer or client is. Oftentimes I find that a lot of clients get themselves confused because they have too many projects going on. They have too many things going on that are not, that are not relevant to one another. And so as a result, you're dealing with multiple target customers and clients, which you confuse your own self and to know, where do I even get started in marketing myself because I've got too many doggone businesses going on here. This is where you've got to slow it down, right? As the CEO, you've got to slow it down, and you've got to work with one business at a time. What's the primary business that's making you money right now? Or what's the primary business that has the opportunity of making you money more than the others? That's what you've got to focus on then, okay? Focus one thing at a time. You can have more than one business, but what you can't do is have – all running businesses at the same time, and none of them are making money. You can't do that, right? Very, very key. So you've got to know your target customer. After you know your target customer, then decide how you will market to your, your target customer, your target client, okay? That's the only time that you can actually start figuring out your marketing strategy and deciding on how you're going to market is when you do that, okay? Very, very key. Let's move on to number four in the five parts of implementation. The next part of implementation, which I think is very key, and we have talked about this before, and that is you've got to be willing, okay, to delegate, okay? But what is it to delegation? What is the problem why women have, have issues with delegating? It's because you have not created your power team. Your power team is very important because power teams are basically just groups of people that allow you to shorten your learning curve and move you along faster to what it is that you have got to get done. That's what a power team is. So a power team could be your um, web designer. A power team could be your um, virtual assistant. A power team could be your bookkeeper. A power team person um, could be someone who is helping you manage your calendar, 
Okay, a power team person could be your event planner. So you, based on your industry and where you are right now, you decide on who needs to be on your power team to help you shorten your learning curve and to move your business along faster. You have to decide that, right? And I phrase it as power team, not so that you can go around telling people you're going to be on my power team. I phrase it power team so that you understand and know the concept of the group of people that you need to have to make things happen in your business. That's so very, very key, okay? And so as you begin to implement, you cannot implement anything um, very well if you think you're the only one that's going to be doing everything. That's That's why your business can't grow. If you're the only one trying to do everything in your business, then that's why it can't grow. That's why you can't see things getting done is because you think you're the big kahuna. You think that you, you're the one that is supposed to be doing everything. And so, therefore, guess what? We're not, we can't, we can't. We can't do everything. We're not a lone island. We are business women who happen to be solopreneurs, many of us. But we know the power of delegation. We know the power of creating a power team, right? And last but not least, number five in, you know, uh, the five ways to, to get going with your implementation, five parts of implementation is to know your role, right? Know your role. R-O-L-E, know your role. And as you ladies know, there are three roles that must be played in every business. They are laborer, technician, right, manager, and entrepreneur visionary, right? And it's when, <clears throat> it's when you have a tendency to keep yourself in the labor role all the time that you don't have time to even begin to think about managing things. You don't Uh, even have the time to think about being in the CEO entrepreneur role, right? And as a result, your business will fall by the wayside and continue to have issues and problems, but you're so stuck in the labor role of doing everything that you can't be the right CEO for your business. So once more, I want to say that in order for you to be the right CEO, you need to create your own CEO position description. This is key. I've mentioned it before several times um, throughout the years in the Successful Woman radio show, and yet, you know, there are a lot of people that, that get stuck. You don't write a position description. I've had very few people, and I've, I've often challenged those who listen to the show, I've had very few people who have actually sent me their position descriptions to take a look at. And I know that we have thousands of people listening to the show all the time and downloading the shows. And I think we've just become, in many ways, we we want to harvest and gather all of the information and put it in a vault and and lock the key and say, ooh, in that vault are the answers to being successful, but I'm not going to ask them. I just want to make sure I have them in a safe place. We want to stop that habit right away, right? So know your role. You will probably in some cases have to play all three of those roles until you are able to put a power team in place to handle the labor side of your business and doing different things. But 
there are percentages of those roles that you should be playing. You should never ignore any of them at any one given time. They all have to continuously be played in your company. What, so this is an easy formula for figuring out how those roles are going to be played, right? The first thing you do is you make a decision what role needs you the most at this time. Especially for those who are in the startup phase, you're going to always need to have the labor role um, really, really heavy in your business in the very beginning. But then as you begin to delegate and have others that can help you, that alleviates you from having to be the laborer so that you can move on to the manager role and the entrepreneur visionary role, right? So the first thing you decide on, again, is, what role tends to need you the most? For some, it'll be labor, for some, manager, and then for some, it'll be entrepreneur visionary will need you the most, right? But that doesn't mean that you have to ignore the others. It simply means that they will get less percentage of your time. The second thing you have to decide is how many hours on a weekly basis can you contribute to your business, meaning how many hours should you be working in your business? Okay, so once you come up with that number of hours, then you decide, based on the role that you determine would be the primary role, you determine the percentages of that time that each of those roles get. For example, if you say you only have 10 hours um, to be, you know, playing in your business any of the roles, then you know that the primary role, you might say, is going to be the labor role because right now you're the one that's either making the, for example, making the gift basket or providing the service or what have you. So you may say, well, 50% of my time, which is five hours, right, because if I dedicate 10 hours of time weekly, 50% of that 10 hours is five hours has to be dedicated to the labor role, okay? And then you say, okay, now I have to decide out of another five hours, how many hours the manager role gets and how many hours the entrepreneur role gets. And then you might say, well, the manager role is kind of light right now, um, so therefore I'm going to give the manager role two hours and three hours go to entrepreneur. So your calendar should then reflect that. Your calendar should reflect that. And it depends on the number of hours you're contributing to your business each week it depends on what you have identified as the primary role that needs attention from you. But again, what you must know is that all three roles must be played in your business. So there you have it, ladies. You have the five parts of implementation, laying the foundation, getting clear on how to set your calendar is number two. Number three is marketing, deciding on your target customer and client right, deciding how you will market your business, what the strategies will be. Number four, delegation, developing that power team of individuals. And last but not least is number five, know your role. The three roles that must be played at all times consistently in every business is laborer, technician, manager, and entrepreneur, visionary. And without those roles, your business cannot exist. There you have it. And ladies, I hope that this information that I'm giving you is not just falling by the wayside, but that you are actually going to take action. Don't put all the information in the vault and lock it for safekeeping and not take action on it, but understand and know that what we are giving you uh, is a blueprint to help you become the successful woman that you really are, right? It is with love that I give all of these things to you. Don't forget to schedule 
your um, power talk, if you have not had one, simply go to womenaboutbiz.net, and then right there on that main homepage, just scroll down a little bit, and you'll see Schedule Power Talk. Have an abundant week today. Have an abundant week and a productive week. Take care, everybody. Be good. Bye-bye.